0: I think the CW are just trying to win the time slot war of Supergirl Radio. Supergirl
1: Radio is going live every night of the week. How do <laughs> you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. <laughs> I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luther, boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat.
0: to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired with comic book writer Tom King to ask him some questions about his new series titled Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Thanks for being with us, Tom.
2: What a pleasure! Thank you for having me on. This is very exciting for me. This brought you guys rock. Thanks for inviting
0: me. Oh, Well, thank you. Uh, we are appreciative of you giving us some of your time uh, so that we can uh, pick your brain about Supergirl. So we're very excited oh, about that.
2: <laughs> I'm, you, I'm already, I'm already insanely nervous. I feel like I, <laughs> I know a lot about Supergirl. I wrote her. I've read a ton of Supergirl. I, comic books are my life, and I've done it since I was you know, 6 years old and you guys could lick the floor with me in supergirl knowledge. So I'm very intimidated here. I feel <laughs> like uh so 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 please be kind to, to to this humble nerd.
0: Please don't be uh intimidated, but we should let you know we do have a lot of pitches. We have stories <laughs> if if you need oh, we're always pitching stuff
1: out. Please. please. Yeah.
2: No, that's I'm 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 here to steal from you. That's why I came on the show. Please. And by the way, we never met. I've just never. No, no.
1: (laughs) This this recording erases as soon as we finish. Yeah. No. No. Anything you say
2: here is (laughs) automatically copyrighted by me. So thank you very much.
1: Well, uh, we we will uh, let you know
0: uh, some things uh, maybe later. I'm excited. Uh, It's awesome. (laughs) Okay, and uh, just to let everybody who's watching in the chat, if you have any questions for Tom, uh, feel free to drop them in and we'll try to uh, monitor those so that we can bring them up on the screen and let him see them. So I guess uh, one thing that we could start with, uh, Tom, is uh, you are a comic book writer. You also dipped your toe into some screenwriting, I believe. But uh, since we're talking about comic books, uh, we were curious how did you get into comic book writing? Or I guess maybe we should take it a step for a step back. How did you get into writing at all? What made you want to be a writer?
2: So I've lived a very bizarre life. So I'll give you the quick version of it. Uh, I wanted to be a writer as a little kid. That's all I wanted to do, especially write comic books. Comic books were sort of my life. I was one of those kids who um, there's a certain kind of kid who's not good at throwing balls in in baskets or or throwing them fast who, who, (laughs) who, who gravitates towards reading a comic book in the corner of the gym and I was one of those kids. And it's uh, all I wanted to do. I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think that was an actual job option. So I, I decided to, after college to become a lawyer. Um, these uh, uh, people f- flew planes into buildings. And so then I joined the CIA um, to fight terrorism. I did counterterrorism overseas in the CIA for uh, just the guys in my 20s. Uh, and after that, my wife had her first kid, my son, Charlie, who's now 12. My God. And I couldn't sort of do the CIA job and the dad job at the same time. So I, this is my whole life in 10 seconds. I became a Mr. Mom. I changed my uh, kids diapers during the day. I was a second child. Claire changed her, her diapers. And uh, I wrote a novel at night that got published by Simon and Schuster. It was a big flop of a novel, but it was about, it was about superheroes and comic books and the comic book companies uh, found it and started giving me a little work. And I sort of worked my way up from there. And uh, It's, it's been, it's been great. I, you know, I won awards, than done new time, bestseller, and all
0: that. Number, that's a
1: that's a pretty good summary. I I don't know that I would be able to do that with my life. And <laughs> no, no, and he's... mine is not even God, half as exciting as that. God, God, I never it. worked at the CIA, so
0: <laughs> I, I have so many. I have, time. I have so many questions. I know you can't answer any of them, but uh, I want to ask you all the questions about all my conspiracy theories. Bring um, them up. But maybe that's Bring uh, them up. maybe, maybe those are questions for another time. <laughs> lizard people are for another time. Or that <laughs> okay, 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 fine. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's that's awesome that's cool that you can you can bring some of that life experience from other areas of your life into your comics and your writing so i think that's really cool so you had been into comics uh in your early years in your formative years what kind of comics were you reading i'm just curious what what, was it dc was it marvel did you have a particular character you liked
2: i started out as a marvel zombie um when i was a kid the x-men were super popular so i Uh, too nerdy to be an x-men fan so i was an avengers fan when that was totally uncool i loved captain america and iron man uh uh, later i came i mean later (laughs) when i was seven i was in when i was 10 and all aged (laughs) up i uh i uh, I embraced more the dc universe and became a regular reader i was a big uh superman fan that was more more, i was more superman than batman again the less cool one seemed to appeal to me and uh yeah i mean those stories like you know just Live inside me, and like a lot of a lot of uh, uh, writers of my generation, I'm a big influence by sort of the Frank Miller, Alan Moore revolution in comic books that came in the mid '80s. That's a little before my time, but it was sort of hitting its peak influence when I first got into comics. So sort of this like the idea that if we take these absurd concepts that were made for um, seven-year-old children and take them seriously, that there are these incredible metaphors about life inside them. Um, that that's sort of what always inspired me and the medium inspires
0: me today yeah that's a great era of comics that really changed uh, a lot of how the comic industry operated with the kind of stories that they were going to tell so it's a it's a great period to to be into it um so you talked a little bit about how you got into comics and what kind of comics you were reading but how did you in, first encounter supergirl as a character
2: wow that is a uh... It's an intense question. No, because <laughs> I feel like, no, like Supergirl is one of their, they're probably like 12 characters that like live inside the American conscious, like in sort of a union union sort of way that like you're born knowing them. Like I, I, I don't think there was a time that I didn't know what Supergirl or Superman or Batman were like, it's not a thing. I mean, if I had to guess in my heart of hearts, I probably saw her um, in a cartoon before I saw her anywhere. I probably saw the, the I know the, the, the famously, A derided movie but has some cool parts in it uh (laughs) uh and i don't think i so when i came of age you know i i read comics in the 90s and she was dead um so you had to kind of go back a little bit um to get supergirl stories and then she she came back eventually and i did read the peter david stuff Uh, I think that's probably, I think Peter David uh, was was the first Supergirl, which is a super weird run to start with. (laughs) Rebecca
1: Uh, has told me many times, uh, she'll just give me like little bits and pieces of like things that happen in that run because I've never read it. And I'm like, wait, I don't understand. Like, how would that even happen? It's, uh,
2: it's, it's, there's some beauty. I mean, it's got beautiful art in it and, and, uh, and, and and they have the iconic skateboard cover, which is still super cool. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm
0: first issue you know. the first issue <laughs> yeah but
2: yeah the whole like ectoplasmic angel wings not not a real <laughs> person it's um yeah so i mean I, the, the first time i probably read traditional supergirl was probably reading this stuff from the 70s in in like uh, old hardcover trades yeah you know, like actual carazor as opposed to that, 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 the other one Yeah, and then, we, then, and then of course the, the jeff much. I don't know. You guys, I, you, you <laughs> tell me if, if this is too nerdy. If I'm saying stuff, you're like, Tom, uh,
0: you, you can't get too nerdy. Uh, to not senior radio, No.
2: <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. And then when, 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 when Jeff Lowe brought her back, that I, I read that series and she became a big, a big deal in like the early aughts. She'd have a big return to sort of comics.
0: Yeah, uh, you're you're speaking my language here because uh, I, I am gonna force Morgan to read the Peter David run at some point we're gonna we're gonna get through the this <laughs> supergirl TV series and then we're gonna go back through uh, some of Supergirl's comic book history but it's one of my favorite runs it's it's bonkers uh a supergirl interacts with god and she has you know wings Angel of fire wings. yeah <laughs> it's it's bonkers but it's actually really really well written and uh, so i think that's a that's one of the good places it's it's not a traditional supergirl like you mentioned but uh, it's a well written story but um, the 70s and the 80s that that era is also one of my favorite eras i mean i love all supergirl comics but uh, i love that sort of adventure comics um, yeah. daring new adventures of Supergirl period where she's she's in college. Uh, those are some great old comics. Uh,
2: hey, I, have? I buy art from comics when I. So yeah, here's a, a Carmen page. Oh yeah, sitting here because he. This is later in oh, his wow. career, but she, Yeah, this is she's fighting a bunch of little small Supergirls. I love. It. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> I think that's the issue where her costume gets destroyed, maybe. if Knowing that
2: her costume probably gets destroyed in every issue. It seems oh, well, that's <laughs> that's true.
0: She's I, had a lot of costume changes. She <laughs> has. She has. Uh, the Famously, the one where it doesn't look like it... Uh, uh stays on her body do you remember that one morgan i think it's like uh, a Mar- margo or margaret i think it's margaret who the fan who drew it oh my god yeah i ha- i have so much respect for margaret she said su- she submitted a, a costume and it got put into a comic i can't i can't really She's, hate it she saw it in her mind and she put it on the page <laughs> she, and that's what's and important it, happened.
2: it was executed <laughs> yeah, she you did it fire that.
0: good for good for margaret um, well, that's awesome. That's that's great to have that experience, probably <laughs> to go into a Supergirl uh, comic writing uh, experience to be able to take some of that experience from the the comics that you had read and some of the stories. So it sounds like you you watched Superman, the animated series as well.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's <laughs> like given, right? Yeah. Yeah. That. So, yeah, and and uh, and she's also amazing in Justice League Unlimited. she's not in that many episodes, but the ones she's in are awesome.
0: Oh yeah, JLU is uh, JLU is where I always point people if they want to watch something DC related and they've never done it before. I'm like, just watch JLU, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's, yeah. So <laughs> it's, a, it's yeah. a great. I, uh,
2: yeah, you, you guys go. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you no, yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, um, so, so what did you take from those stories? I guess, uh, did you, or I guess the question is, did you take any of those stories that previous experience with Supergirl into, uh, forming a story that you wanted to tell with Supergirl?
2: Yeah, very much. I mean, before I, what I like to do when I read comics is to go back to the very beginning. So when I started this project, I went back and read sort of the original auto bender stuff. Um, like her first origin story and sort of where she came from and how that, and, 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 uh, and how her creation, I mean, she a fascinating creative history where she was actually a ripoff of Mary Marvel, which seems weird because I'm sure everyone that today thinks Mary Marvel is a ripoff of Supergirl. Um, and yes, I went back and, and what I did, I found, I mean, the, the thing that's most fascinating about her is, um, is how much more of a survivor she is than Clark Kent um, how much more she's gone through than he did, uh, because he, for all intents and purposes, woke up on a, on an adopted planet, and she actually lived on that planet and saw it die, and and then that immediately fascinated me with that character and gave her and it gives her incredible depth, in a way in a way that some some in in some ways Superman doesn't have, because um, it's it's a different story to sort of be born in your world to live in that world and be witness to its, to be witness to its Holocaust to lose your friends to lose your teachers. Um, to lose your family, to have known them than it is to sort of wake up and discover when you're 13, that it's all lost. And, and, and I, I really wanted to explore sort of that aspect and sort of how she came to that strength out of that.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's that's a really important distinction between Superman and Supergirl. Some, sometimes I've run into some people where they just know Supergirl is Superman's cousin, and that's all they know about her. Uh, but she's her own her own character with her own backstory and history. And um, to your point, you know, she loses her not only her entire world, her family, her friends, like her culture, the Kryptonian culture is completely destroyed, um, except for what is still thriving with you know Superman. And I guess in some iterations in the fortress where you get some of that Kryptonian culture. Um, but that's such a really good uh, way of putting that distinction. Uh, cause I think that's really important when, when you talk about Kryptonians, especially cause they do have a lot of similarities to them. Um, but was, I, I guess uh, uh, to add to that, did you think, cause I know you've written uh, Tom, I know you've written some Superman. So did you, um, did you think about those similarities or differences when you were trying to write for Supergirl?
2: Yeah, I, I love writing super. I know a lot of writers don't like writing the super characters because they're they're Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. This um, is the is the, the way sort people, you know, piss on it. But um, to me, having written Batman for years and years and years, I find the super characters much more fun to write. Uh, their world is bigger. And, and and the fact that they are, you know, they do the right thing. It, it can lead to incredibly interesting stories because you watch someone do the right thing and then you see the consequences of that. Um, so you just you just sort of follow that. But ri- I found in writing it that, that it wasn't... When you're writing Superman, you're writing such an icon and you want to make him an icon. When you're writing Supergirl, you're writing someone who's sort of believed to be an icon, but isn't quite. Like, she's a little more, to me, she's a little harsher. She's a little more cynical. She's lived through a little more things. Um, she'll drop an F-bomb now and then... <laughs> <laughs> uh you know she she's she's, she'll, she, uh, she's not superman is very much trying his hardest to be the symbol of america like he 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 feels I, I think she feels less of that burden she's more of herself she's more uh for lack of a better word she's more old and crusty i mean she's like just, <laughs> there's, there's something in her that 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 that's kind of that's a little a little cooler than superman um, at least to me and I, f- I found in, in, in writing the, t- the, the two of them to distinguish between. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You see some of that, uh, particularly like in the um, uh, sort of the, the DC animated universe uh, with Superman, the animated series in JLU, where she's a little brasher and she's, yeah. you know, going to punch first,
1: maybe before <laughs> she
0: talks to you. So. Ask questions later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes that's a, a fun way to uh, go about showing their different personalities as well.
2: Yeah, and I mean, her original origin story is so bonkers nuts. Like, like if like the original one that they, that they came with in the first story is, is she's on her planet. She's, you know, a, t- a teenager, 14, 13, 14. The planet blows up, as we all know. She gets launched into space in this um, Argo. So she witnesses one Holocaust. She gets launched into space. Um, but it's, it, of course, she's on a, she's on a piece of the planet floating through space with her family. And since she's on a piece of krypton, it turns into kryptonite. And everyone in this little starts dying of um, cancer. So she's witnessing her second Holocaust. They fix that by putting lead piping or lead sheets all over the planet. And so people stop dying. But then eventually asteroids come and penetrate this. And she witnesses her third Holocaust. And she's 14. Um, and then at that point, she has to get in a rocket and take off and leave her family behind to die. And I was like, man, that that shapes you. You know, If you've been through that, if you've survived that, that's part of you in, 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 a, in a deep way. Um, That both makes you hard and makes you vulnerable in, in, in sort of, um, you know, that I human, humanity and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I, she, she's a different that's a, that's a lot different than um, waking up on a planet with a kindly family finding you and raising you.
1: Yeah, yeah she's she, been through some stuff. She's yeah. been
2: through some stuff. Yeah,
0: she has seen some things. Yeah, uh, it is kind of wild to think about how they they use that lead stuff all over the the ground of the the chunk of the <laughs> of, uh, of what we would later know as argo uh but like it's you know it's literally lead being put on the ground uh so that is pretty wild so um So you've you've been a comic writer, comic book writer. How did you did you approach DC about writing Supergirl, or did they come to you and say, "Hey, do you have an idea for this character?" How did it how did how did you get approached, or or did you go about it uh, trying to see if you could tell a Supergirl story? How did that um, come to be?
2: I was just I was talking to the editors about sort of the whole Superman line and what they thought, and they said they sort of had a problem at that sort of. Supergirl was had never, hadn't sold well in a while and had, um, no I mean, some of the fantastic writers have been working on it, but just hadn't connected with people in a while. I don't know. I don't know the right way to put it. But like, and, and the editors were, were um, they're getting frustrated because uh, um, the, 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 the way they put it was their, their, their she's become almost too precious. Like people were just like, she's perfect and she's perfect. And, and so there's no fun stories there. And uh, my thing in comics is, is I kind of tear people down and bring them back up to, to these poor characters I handle. Um, so I think they came to me and said, What do I think? And I said, I said, I, said you, I was like, She is precious, but she's badass. Like, that's what we got to find. It's like, That's a badass. Someone's got to write that character, like, you know, like John Wayne in a Western. Like, she's cool, you know, like she kicks ass. Excuse with all the language. Um, and I was, I was like, That's that would be my pitch. Like, let's do a series which, which is just this is why Supergirl's awesome because she can she can brawl. She can kick. If, if, if the bad guys come, she's, she's, she's throwing down and they're like, yeah, you should write Supergirl. And I was like, would you let me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and yeah. And then that's, that's sort of where it got. And I was, I was super excited about that. Yeah. So,
0: that's awesome. Uh, well, I think the 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 best stories, at least the best comic stories that I read are ones written by people who have a passion for the character and want to tell a story. So it sounds it sounds like you uh, were both uh, of those things. So that's exciting. Um, were oh, there oh, any? Sorry, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going di- to jump in. Was there any aspect of like the Supergirl mythology that you were really excited to use or to dive into? I know she's kind of all over the map in, as ter- in terms of like things that she's done. She's been a soap opera star and she's, you know, <laughs> there's there's been bottle cities and, you know, <laughs> she's got super pets and stuff. So it, it's gone from the wacky to like the more grounded stuff that you were talking about earlier, where if you really think about her backstory, you're like, oh, that's heavy. <laughs>
2: I think it's, it's a big contrast when you're dealing with Batman characters um, and and that sort of dark sort of Gotham world, like your job is to kind of deconstruct those characters to kind of find out what makes them tick and sort of take them apart and put them back together. And when when you're dealing with super characters, like that's not your job. That doesn't like, like showing them in different lights or alternative universes or uh, giving them new origins or adding complexity it, it, it doesn't work. Like the, the, the best way to do super characters, at least in my opinion is, is to sort of strip all that stuff down. Like, it seems like, you know, they're just like these barnacles that have, that, that have all these characters until, until you've got, you know, angel wings and ectoplasm and all, <laughs> like, um like that, it was that, that was, that was my approach was just like, okay, you, you're right. Like she's got the Argo city thing and, and her father has six different origin stories. And he's sometimes he's <laughs> alive and sometimes he's not alive. <laughs> And often he's evil often he's evil sometimes he's a robot uh, <laughs> and, and and she has you know f- three different ident three different secret identities and and um and and then there's the you know the the, the brilliant tv show and then and, and all that stuff which doesn't quite line up with the comics but people try to mesh them together i was, I was like yeah well, i want to strip all of that away and 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 except uh, we'll, we'll keep the dog because i love the dog and if I, <laughs> And Go if ahead. I can have the, and if I, <laughs> if, if we can fit in the horse, then we'll get get the horse in because that's the craziest thing in i shows <laughs> ever. In.
1: Yeah, you,
0: you are you are literally speaking our language because we love Comet the Super Horse because he's the weirdest character in DC so Comics.
1: <laughs> We're always like pitching different ways we can incorporate him on the television show. We're like, but what if? <laughs>
0: we hear me out. out. We have
1: ways to do it.
2: <laughs> I was doing research for this, and I and I uh, just just reading everything I could. And I read a Comet issue where Comet falls in love with Lois Lane and it gets really awkward because she thinks he's a horse, right? <laughs> and, uh, and then like, you know, then he, he reveals her to himself to not be a horse, but you know, she can't sort of cross the horse woman barrier. So she decides <laughs> to also become a horse. So that no. can yeah, like, this, is, who wrote, this is an insane thing that somebody wrote um, for children. Uh, so, um, yes, yeah, I, I, I just love the absurdity of comments, so I had to throw him in there. but yeah, that's oh, why nice. so, so I put her in space. I gave her a, a sort of a simple Western kind of mission, and just like again, strip off the barnacles, go back to who this character is, and show her kicking ass, and just make every issue about why supergirl is awesome for eight issues. And then I think that and, and get you know, I, I keep not saying this, but and, and I have Bilquis, that's uh, the artist, um, a Brazilian. A superstar artist who's one of the best artists in comics, um, and so yeah, that once those—if I can put those two things together, like simple, straightforward, kick-ass plot with beautiful art, it'll work.
0: So how does one do that? Could, could you guide us through? Because I'm very curious about this because I don't actually know myself. I've heard different things about how Marvel writers write and how DC writers write. Sure. But uh, what's the process of Can you take us from idea to printed page in a comic book store? What's the process of oh, yes. getting a comic book story uh, written?
2: This is some nerdy stuff. Uh, (laughs) So the thing about comics, like you said, I've written, look at my shelf. Comics falling off in the middle. Uh, uh, um, uh, movie scripts, which I've, I've, I wrote, I worked with, um, Ava DuVernay on some stuff. Um, uh, are all, they're kind of set in stone a little bit. Like they're all in the same format. They're all sort of this or rules on how you write them. Comic scripts. There's no format for the script. There's no set way to write a comic script. A, a comic script is basically a letter you're writing to your artist that your editor will read halfway through. So it goes to the editor and then goes to the artist. And it's like, this is what I want this to look like. Um, so everybody does it differently. The way I do it is I do something called full script, which will mean anything to you, but it's, it's closer to a movie script. It's basically I do a panel description, what I think should be drawn in the panel, and then the dialogue in the panel. And then I just go, go through it that way. My descriptions can be very are very, are notoriously very light. So I, you know, like I said, Supergirl encounters a space dragon. That's literally like, I think one of the panels and then, because I don't have to tell uh, Billquist how to draw a space dragon. Like she has this panel here and this, <laughs> you know, she'll know she'll, she'll do that much better than I could ever draw. Um, so uh, so yeah, so it's, it's, so I, I turn that script, then Billquist uh, uh, pencils it and she does her own inking. So if, if people aren't familiar with it, there's sort of two layers of comics. Oh, there's the yeah, others, Bilquist's Bart. So uh, that's, that's ink. So she'll, she draws it in pencil first where she can erase it. And then she draws it in ink where she can't erase it. Um, and then uh, 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 Matias Lopez uh, adds the colors. And then a, a guy named Clayton Cowles will put my words that were in that original script that she drew from on the page. And then I get to look at it again and see if my words match the art. And then I can adjust the words if they don't match. And then that's how I make comic.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, I, cool. I, I would love to to be able to follow somebody along with the, just be their shadow and just go through the process with you because that that's that's really fascinating to me.
1: We and, actually uh, had a comment yeah. in the in the chat um, from Raphael who asks what it was like to work with uh, Bilquis and the the colorist Mate- Mateus, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah. H- how is it like uh, collaborating with them? Have you worked with them before in the past? And and I think that's so interesting that you give such little like descriptions on some things like just, you know, it's a space dragon. Like, but <laughs> I don't, what could that look like? And do, are you ever surprised when it comes back and go, Oh gosh,
2: <laughs> I'm always surprised. I mean, uh, how, how is it? I've never met Billquist I've never talked to her. I mean, We've exchange emails. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, th- this, this entire thing was done during our horrible pandemic. Um, <laughs> and she's in Brazil and I'm in the U S so we're like in the worst places for the pandemic. Um, uh, but she has been a joy to work with. I can't speak highly enough of, 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 I mean, she just, every page, she adds depth and and emotion and storytelling. And, I mean, it's just, the, the pages are brilliant. Some, I, I, I didn't, I in no way had uh, uh, any impact in bringing her on this book. I, I, I was like, I want to write a Supergirl book. They're like, would you do it with Bilquis? I was like, oh my, I felt I had won the um the, the the trophy of the year I I it was it was it was like man I was like yes that's that's the so um the trophy of the year I haven't won the lottery you fricking writer uh, <laughs> no we won the trophy of the year that's a real award give that out now uh, <laughs> that's
1: my favorite award of the year yeah, how dare award. you yes,
2: number one um, so uh, yeah, it's 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 an utter joy and then Matthias who I also never worked with is killing it on colors putting just yeah I mean it, the funny thing is you know I, I I'm writing um you know, it's, it's, it's a Western in space. It's very much a space opera, but, but Bilkos, when we started out, sent sort of a, um, I don't how call it like an image board of like, this is kind of what I want to draw. Cause she, she knew it would take place in space. And she sent me, you know, very heavily influenced by like the Mobius school. Um, this these, the sort of these, the seventies the Europeans who were sort of very much pulling back the camera and doing this sort of, you know, taking uh, Bollywood which is somewhere behind me. Um, <laughs> Uh, this sort of Wally Wood-esque and then, and then, and then building upon that and sort of almost like this existential stuff and he sent me a bunch of this stuff and I was like that's exactly what it needs to be um, so I was like I'm going to write this space western and you're going to put that on top of it and, you'll, and it'll it'll elevate everything and, and um, so I just the whole time I just tried to I don't know, give her something beautiful to draw because I knew she'd draw it perfectly
1: yeah the, the pages we've seen so far are beautiful I, I just think it's so interesting the idea of collaborating with somebody that you've never really met or even sometimes talked to before is so interesting
2: it's 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 a weird like um i i've I've worked on my some of my most successful projects are with an artist called mitch garrett's uh who i did mr miracle with and did some batman with and doing strange adventures with and we did something called sheriff and we're like best buddies we talk on the phone and every day we're texting um he gets a script of mine he can you know whatever uh I mean, so you can be as close as that. Where I'm, I'm like the godfather to his child. I can't wait to see him. And oh. then I, I did a book um, called Omega Man, which was which was a big successful book, made the New York Times a seller, won awards, and with a guy named Barnaby Begenda, who's in Indonesia. I've never met Barnaby. I, I probably couldn't pick him out of a lineup. He had an agent at the time, so I didn't even talk to him directly. I just talked to his agent, and we've never even exchanged emails. And we did 12 issues together. So I mean, the, the relationships in comics go can can vary incredibly.
0: Okay, you mentioned the Omega Man, and I have to ask uh, because we uh, encountered the Omega Man in the Rebirth run of Supergirl, and uh, we did you some sure? hit, <laughs> we, did,
1: we did some digging. Uh, it was lot. my first time encountering them, and I was like, "Wait, who is this person?" Oh, that is uh, some,
2: Omega Man is some obscure comic book characters.
1: So we we,
0: we found in our research, uh, mainly using I think Wikipedia. Uh, so of course Google. it's correct. Uh, but uh, there's a character named Soap. Do you know anything about Soap, the Omega Man?
2: Yeah, that's but a that's like a later Omega. That's like that's an obscure Omega Man. It's not I, like it, the main, the main team.
1: I went down a rabbit hole where I became obsessed that there was a character named Soap, and I just like, <laughs> of course, of course. Now in in our COVID reality, I was like, that would be a superhero. So- <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Everywhere soap you go, really you got the, soap with you. Yeah. Soap right, really yeah.
1: was the superhero of uh, of last of 2020. So I was like, I relate to soap. Hundred <laughs> percent.
2: You're walking out of Walmart. You don't need Cyclops to blow something up. You need soap to clean your you hands. Need, oh. You got to think about the 99% of the times you don't have a villain facing.
0: Oh, that's that's probably our favorite of the Omega Man is, is soap. We'll, uh, re- we-
2: we'll bring back soap. We'll do a 12-issue oh, soap series. I'll yeah. come back on and we'll just do soap fishing.
1: <laughs> oh, there will gosh. be two sales. It'll be me and Rebecca.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we would eat that up. I'm going to call be.
2: DC. We have a built-in audience. This has yes. to be a go. <laughs>
0: Yes, we're so excited. So we had to ask you about Soap and the Omega Men. Um, And you mentioned Mr. Miracle. So we have a question from a listener um, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Owen Samuel, who also does uh, her own beautiful comics that she does uh, based on the Supergirl TV series. Uh, Her question was, in your work on Batman, Vision, and Mr. Miracle, love is an important part of the story and characters. I'd like to know if you also explore love in any kind of shape, uh, with Kara, whether romantic, friendship, family, or if writing Supergirl is a departure from that to explore other themes.
2: Yeah, you know, I write a lot of romance comics. In fact, um, today, as we as we talk, I'm writing a romance thing. But this is not a romance. No, I, I did not. If, even though Supergirl has a long history of sort of overlapping with romance comics in the 70s, um, that the, the, the love in, in this comic is between these um uh, but, but between between it, it, uh, these, it's a it's a, it's a love of, it's a friendship love. It's it's a love between uh, two people bonding. There's a young girl named uh, Ruthie or Ruthie um, who comes to Supergirl with a mission, and it's the two of them discovering sort of who they are and revealing themselves to each other. That sort of plays out over the whole thing. But it's yeah, it, it that that's the love at the center of it. It's between these 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 two women, uh, not not between. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's out of my wheelhouse, and that it's not a romantic kind of thing.
0: That sounds awesome, though I, I'm I'm excited about that. And so I guess that uh, goes to one of our questions that we had about other characters who might be populating your uh, your series. So, uh, so we get to meet this this other character. What's her name? Sorry,
2: Ruthai, like Ruthai. Ruth okay, yes. Ruth
0: I. I, I almost said Ruthie, and I was like, no, nope, that I remember that not being right. Um, <laughs> so, other than Supergirl and Ruthai, are we going to meet any other uh, characters that we may or may not have already encountered in Supergirl stories before?
2: I already said comma. I feel like I gave away the big one. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, th- th- uh, there will be some shout outs to, to to, to all, this is all in continuity which in, in comics means it all sort of counts. Like this is like we're, we're doing something to this character that will, you know, the goal of this is to elevate her, to, to, to make her one of the pillars of DC Comics, you know, to make, so that people think of DC Comics as Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, you know, that like that, that, that her, because she has that kind of potential. Um, so this all counts, but I mean, there are I mean, cryptos in the first one, but this is, yes, there'll, there'll be some small ones, but I don't want to say there's some big one. This is not about secret reveals. Again, this is about tearing down all of those barnacles off of Supergirl and just being like, she is the center. This story is about her and her awesomeness.
0: That is uh, well, honestly- we're really excited about that. That <laughs> is music to our ears because we've been complaining for a long time. I guess maybe not
1: complaining. That's we've, often our biggest criticism yeah, of criticism, Supergirl in good. any different kind of uh, you know, medium, I think, is that it tends to start focused on her and then kind of veer off and like lose interest. And we love Supergirl-focused stories.
2: Yeah, that's I mean, that was that was the goal of the whole thing. I mean, she's she was so much fun to write. I wanted to put her on every page. I don't. That's yeah, that's <laughs> how I. Um, yeah, that's that's I feel like I said that, that that's the goal of the book. Is It's, it's a Supergirl book and it's about her. Um, that's awesome. it's, it starts with her 21st birthday and, and then we go from there. Yeah, very cool. So that's, yeah,
1: awesome. you, well, uh, I- you mentioned it was a space western was there anything that you were in particularly inspired by or anything that you watched as far as Westerns or space stuff, or there are space Westerns. So space Westerns (laughs) to get ready to write it.
2: I will not. I mean, if people who are fans of of the book of true Grit, either the book or the movie, you will see some, you will see some influences of that um i'm a fan of old movies old westerns and 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 so you can see a lot of you know the searchers was, is in there and um red river those kind of old sort of old movies but yeah i mean this is about I, I think the greatest westerns or the greatest epics are about sort of people with a goal that is far off and they move through a land you know like like the odyssey for example you know where it's you know ulysses returning from war and going through, you know trying to get back to his wife Um, So that's what this is about. It's about her going, you know, from strange planet to strange planet, getting closer to this goal that she's trying to achieve. Um, and, 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 And how each sort of obstacle along the way sort of shows you another aspect of her character.
0: This this is this is sounding more and more exciting as as, I know, as, I as we, <laughs> we talk, because uh, I, I I like westerns insofar as uh, I like discovering some of the westerns that a lot of people don't talk about, like a uh, Jim Jim. Uh, I don't think a lot of people know that Jimmy Stewart was in a bunch of westerns. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot He's of a lot of people just think about John Wayne, but Jimmy Stewart, like he was in so many westerns, he used the same hat every time and the same horse. <laughs> Oh, the same horse. Interesting. Yeah, he had some some
2: horsey left. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so that's so cool. Well, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think Kara's is good for a space western. I could I could I could see her rocking some you know cowgirl boots and uh, a little hat. I think I think she'd be all right. <laughs> she'd be great as an, in a western.
2: Yeah, it's, when I started off, I I I, I sort of a picture as sort of the young ingenue who kind of you know learns to be tough as she goes, and my editor said, no, she should be the tough one who teaches the ingenue how to be. How to, how to how to sort of grow i was like that is a that is, yes as soon as it came out of his mouth I was like that's exactly what it is yeah she's she she's the teacher she doesn't need to go through that anymore she she's learned her she she knows how to be how to, how to kick ass and, and yeah so that's
0: that's awesome. Well, um, and we uh, we talk about the the CW Supergirl TV series here. So uh, I, I was curious. Do you I, you mentioned the show? Do you watch the show, or, or have you watched it regularly, or are you just in bits and pieces? I
2: knew, I knew you were gonna watch. I knew you were gonna ask me this. <laughs> I felt guilty. I, I watched the first two seasons with my daughter. She was super into it, um, and we watched every episode together. And uh, uh, th- then we fell off because my daughter got distracted by other things, and it just built up in my DVR. So I'm super, super, super far behind. <laughs> that uh, is- but, but I mean, what, what I loved it. My daughter and I loved it, and she was like, it was like the best father bonding time because I could watch a superhero show and get credit. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 think I, you, you. I assume you like the show because yes, you're here. Yes, we right? are. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, i thought it was super cool
0: yeah no uh that's that's a great time period actually to have watched supergirl uh we 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 like seasons one through three four five and six uh rough patches every now and then some patches, some patches. Uh, <laughs> some patches. uh but definitely like those first couple of seasons are are uh, the really sweet spot of the show so that's a, that's a good place to have watched it i think sweet. um um and are there any characters when you are watching it uh because there are some additional characters in there like alex danvers who was created for the show are there any characters either on the show there or in any other medium that you would want to pull you know and and use if you could
2: yes but not in this like i keep coming back to this but i i didn't want to to be perfectly honest with you, when so, sometimes things are done well in TV shows and, they, and then they are put into comics and they, they're not done well. And it kind of creates kind of a dissonance where people are reading this and being like, why does this work in the, in the TV show but on the comics? And it works because like, um, like like, Calista Flockhart can play Cat in a certain way that doesn't work in the comic. Like it just, it, that, that character can't be as cool in the comic as it is in the TV show. Um, so I, I hesitate to do that because I feel like um, it just it, it, it creates it's almost like I, I feel like you're hitting an off note you know you're, you're, you're giving the audience something they, um, they think they want but I wouldn't have the rights to like do the actual like so it couldn't actually look like the real person and so it would look like a, a kind of different version of them and it, the continuity wouldn't add up so it would be all strained it would, it would just it would be kind of forcing something that doesn't work and I think it's better these things stand on their own that makes sense
0: Oh, sorry, push mm-hmm. the wrong button. Um, yeah, no, that makes total sense because there are some things like I don't even know if Alex Danvers can be in uh, main continuity. She showed up in Adventures of Supergirl by Sterling Gates. But I, I don't I don't know how all that works. But but I think that's great because you're telling your own story, you're telling the story you want to tell. So I think that's the best way to approach it. Um, and we uh, were talking about some characters that were in your story um, and you mentioned Crypto. Uh, So can we talk about crypto and dogs for a little bit? Is that, is that okay?
2: I mean, my dog is sitting next to me right now. (laughs) She's currently licking her own tuchus, which is not the most (laughs) way I want to put her on camera. Rox, you want to come and say hi? No, she wants to sit on the ground.
1: Well, she's not awesome. impressed with this whole
0: setup. Not <laughs> <on> it. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good thing Morgan's cats are not appearing. That that could cause some uh, <laughs> some trouble.
2: <laughs> she's just rolling on her belly. I'm just gonna help. <laughs> well, I, and, but, uh, but there's a picture of her.
0: Yeah, there. I I was I was curious because you you post the oh. the most adorable pictures uh, every day, and so I was curious who oh, oh there she is who who who, who oh. is your dog? Tell us your uh, about your dog.
2: That's my dog, Roxy. Um, she is somewhere between six and eight years old. Uh, she's, a, she's an adopted rescue. We rescued her when she was, we thought she was three, but then they told her she was one. So she was just like getting out of puppy phase. <laughs> and uh, please forgive her. She's a little overweight after the pandemic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? I, we miss-
2: <laughs> um, so I, uh, um, she's on a little bit of a diet now. And the uh, poor and so, uh, yeah, she's the best dog in the She's saved. I, uh, I famously have talked about this a lot. I went through some um, uh, mental health, like panic attack issues, and I got her at that time, and she saved me. I can't recommend it enough if you're dealing with PTSD and that kind of stuff. Um, she's just, you know, she's my constant companion, and she's just, uh, she's just a ball of love. She's a terrible dog. I don't deny that. She's horrible <laughs> as a dog. Uh, She she begs at the table Probably because I feed her from the table Like I'm not supposed to But she's a beggar Uh, She hates all other dogs Because she was raised as a rescue And had to sort of fight for her food So you take her outside And she's trying to fight Start fights everywhere she goes (laughs) And um, But yeah Yeah I, she's she's the best dog anyone's ever had. No offense to else's dog.
0: No, <laughs> no, none, none taken. Um, so, did your relationship with your dog influence uh, writing crypto or or including um, crypto in any of your issues?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it, it. Um, uh, <laughs> it, it's almost hard to write crypto because I just want to be like, oh, can we just stop this whole issue and she can scratch the dog on the belly for like four panels? <laughs> uh, why do we need action adventure? um I, I I used to work of a friend of mine Scott Snyder, wrote Batman and he used to say he, he hated writing Damien because Damien was the same uh, age as his son and he didn't want to sort of put his son in danger in a comic book And I feel that way with crypto where I'm like I'm a little I'm protective which you know there's gonna be danger for these characters but, you know um so yeah it's 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 a little tough but yeah I think the thing I most get, get is is that, People who have dogs, I mean, I remember not being a dog owner and being like, oh, people are too crazy about their dogs. But people who have dogs know what it's like. You can care about a dog as much as you care about a child or a family member. And and I think that's how Kara feels. Um, and I think that's what I mostly put in there. That, that Kara doesn't see crypto as like uh, an appendage or a tool. She sees her as a member of her family.
0: Yeah, crypto's uh one of, one of the uh, all stars of some of the rebirth issues uh crypto's just, just great just a
1: very good boy i think <laughs> if i had to review crypto he's <laughs>
2: a very good boy yeah. He's, yeah. he's got a cape he's the
1: best he exactly. crypto is the best uh,
0: uh although i think Stre- streaky the super cat might have uh, other opinions um and,
2: very, uh, very true. and and Beppo the monkey
0: uh, Beppo. I, uh, I, speaking of super bets uh i i just wanted to um uh, maybe Tom, Tom, if you will indulge us in this. Uh, so today, uh, Dwayne the Rock johnson uh released a little trailer of dc league of super pets uh announcing the cast (laughs) that would be in the movie uh so we got a a a new look at crypto and um so that's very exciting he was you know using his his collar to put his cape out which was adorable (laughs) and uh we got an announcement about uh, the cast list so i was curious uh if we could take a few moments and see if we could guess who these characters <laughs> are playing oh. because I'm, or these actors, I guess who, who, who the actors are playing uh, in terms of the characters in the, the league of super pets. So uh, I, I thought we could maybe take a few minutes just to kind of uh, take a stab at it. Uh, and we know that uh, Dwayne Johnson is playing crypto and Kevin Hart is playing ACE, but the other ones we don't have, Uh, an announcement for. So uh, Morgan, do you have a guess as to Hmm. who, uh, if you, if you would cast um, characters based on uh, the actors names that we got today?
1: This is tough. This is tough. Maybe mm, I want to say maybe Kate McKinnon could be streaky, but I don't know. It's a tough one. This, this is tough. Um, I think, uh, so uh, we don't know which uh,
0: super pets are going to be featured in the, uh, in the actual film. Uh, I don't know because the the lineup could be anything. I have this whole oh, let me get it. Uh, this whole uh, you know I've got this fun. Uh, I have, yes, I have that. Too. Uh, you know the, the <laughs> DC like, super okay, pets. Yeah. So there's there's a ton of super pets in here. Uh, but I think the the more notable ones are Crypto, uh, Streaky. Uh, let's see who am I missing? Like Bat that, Cal, that Beppo, a comment.
2: Comet. I probably jump up. Probably the kangaroo. I would think would appear that she's yeah. that would be. A- it is a Wonder Woman as a, as a pet kangaroo.
0: Yes. Uh, mm. people, don't, people don't know that. Wonder Woman has, yes, she has a kangaroo. This is a thing. Uh, so I'm sort of, I sort of think Kate McKinnon, my first thing with Kate McKinnon, my first guess was streaky, but I think she might be playing Jumpa, Wonder Woman's kangaroo. Mm. I think she can do yeah. a really good
1: Australian accent.
0: I think uh, she'd be great at that.
1: I mean, I feel like, I kind of feel like Keanu Reeves as Comet Oh my gosh! Feels like feels dream right come to me, dream come true.
2: <laughs> I think that's one hundred. That's exactly what I was thinking. He seems like a prince who's stuck as a horse. I think that's <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to see. I, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to go back and forth between John Krasinski and Vanessa Bear as Streaky. I don't know which one I would like better. Although Diego Luna, I think uh, he he could probably do it. Uh, so because a uh, streaky is very important to me personally. Uh, so I, I really want, you know, a good voice for Streaky and I think all of those actors are great. So Whoever they're playing, I'm sure they'll they'll be great uh, as those characters. I'm just excited there's a Super Pets movie. That's I know. very exciting.
2: Is <laughs> yeah, Streaky boy or girl? I feel like this is I should about this. I always
0: this, forget. <laughs> this, it's uh, done both ways. Um, oh. So like on Crypto the Super Dog, I hate to uh, say that phrase because the theme song will get stuck in my head and it will never <laughs> leave. But there's an animated series about Crypto the Super Dog. And Streaky is a male, kind of a sarcastic male there. And in uh, a, a lot of runs, Streaky is a, a male cat, but there was a Super Sons issue. I, bu- if, I can't remember which one it, it was. It was like an annual Super Sons, annual number one or something that was uh, had an entire issue that was just Super Pets. And they didn't speak. They just kind of, you know, you could see their emotions. And I think Streaky was a female in that one. Uh, so, so Streaky has been both a male and a female cat.
2: I asked the right person. That's an awesome sort
0: of open casting <laughs> for Streaky. <shrieking>. Yes. Streaky <laughs> Streaky could uh, could go either way. On that, uh, I'm a little disappointed it's not the, the diesel verse that we were hoping, so we're probably not going to get Lee, Liam Neeson as streaky. I was um, so close, I
1: was so close. <laughs> I, I was pitching like a really gritty uh super pets uh, version where like it was like Liam Neeson and like Vin Diesel was, <laughs> was Comet or something. And, I like think Jason's Jason <laughs> was, was in it, yeah. We had Michelle Rodriguez and somebody, <laughs> so we probably won't get the Vin Diesel. They uh, decided verse. to go in a different direction that's fine that's fine
2: (laughs) well i can see the picture they've already changed crypto as the dog because crypto has hound dog ears that fall flat famously and they've they've used uh ears that go up and around like you would see on a boxer or on oh yeah uh, like a shepherd so they've already changed taking the hound dog out of crypto
0: (laughs) i'm sure he's still got his uh super smell senses and and things like that so that's very exciting. So we'll have to wait to see who is playing who uh, and we'll have to wait for the rest of the lineup of the Super Pets. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we get some good ones in there. All, all the Super Pets are great, but I'm, I'm curious who, who they will use. Um, so that's very cool. Well, um, I guess uh, we'll, we'll take a few questions in the chat if, if anybody has them. Uh, before we wrap up here with Tom. Let's see if we have any questions in the chat we didn't get to. Um, I guess uh, Mind the Gap has a good question. Um, Will this uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow series, will this be tying into others? Uh, I know we recently had the Cars or Superwoman two-issue series. Uh, Will it have any connection to that, or is this kind of a standalone story that you're telling?
2: Um, I don't want to talk about the I feel like I give away too much if I talk about the the future Super Bowl, um. But it's yeah, it, it's it's standalone, but it's in continuity. And that, that what happens at the end of the book and where she's at at the end of the book is what launches her back into the T C universe. Ah, yeah, okay. If, if you want to mm-hmm. think
0: of that, all right. That's good to know.
2: There'll be no crossovers. It's sort of. Affected. it. will be all one story that when you get to the end, you can give it to anyone and say, here's a trade of why why is Supergirl awesome. Here's a trade. That's the whole thing. Where you don't have to be like, wait, what's going on on page 10 when there's a crisis crossing? No.
1: <laughs> That's oh, kind that. of my favorite is the self-contained stuff. I always complain to Rebecca like, I don't want to have to cross-reference to some other thing. I just want to read through.
0: <laughs> we, we famously recently uh, just read through some Supergirl comics and missed uh, an issue, I guess, that had happened in a Superman issue and we didn't catch it and so we missed an entire uh piece of context that we had no idea what was going on so uh yeah sometimes that trips us up a little bit but that's that's user error <laughs> totally that's that's rear
2: <laughs> you don't have to know anything about the rest of the universe you can jump right in on supergirl number one she's on she starts off on a red planet she doesn't have any of her powers she's got a sword it's awesome it'll be cool
1: that's that's already uh, awesome. <laughs> so we have a question here that says, "What's the thought process that goes into making an opening page in a comic?" So, yeah, how do you how do you go about thinking about how to open something up? Because obviously, the beginning is sometimes the hardest thing to 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 write or conceptualize.
2: I always think that's the first issue is the easiest thing to write in comics um, because by the time you because you write the pitch and then the pitch has to get approved and then you're thinking about it and then the artist, and by the time you actually get, you've had four months where this comic has lived in your head and you just sit down and it just like flies out of you. Um, it's much harder to write a second issue where you're like, now, where do I go? Um, <laughs> it, cause you've just been perfect for an opening issue. I, that's where I very much go to movies, where I, where I think of like, you know, your favorite opening shot of the movie. It's like that opening shot has to sort of represent something and it sets the tone and it also has to calm the audience. Like an audience, you can do lots of things with that opening shot, like um, Saga famously, Brian K. Vaughan, always puts a shocking image in his opening shot. It's always a splash page of a shocking image. So if you open the book, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this just happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that gets me every time in Saga. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And I, I like to calm the audience a little bit, like like just kind of almost like a cold opening from friends or something where you're just like, you start off, oh, okay, they're sitting in the coffee shop and, and then the joke <laughs> comes and then the credits roll, you know, like, just like I start calm and then explode. That. So that's that's the way I like to do it, I like snail.
0: Uh, Anthony has a question, uh, which I think is a pretty good one. Uh, is So do you feel differently about the character after writing this book? So did you change your opinion of Supergirl after you, you know, before you, you, did you have one view of Supergirl before you went into it and then have another view of Supergirl after you finished writing her story?
2: That's such a, an interesting question. Um, I, 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 she was you know, I said this at the beginning cause this, some the stuff is, is organic. So I'm, I'm looking back, but she was a much tougher character than I thought she'd be. Like I said, I, I, I thought of her, you know, sort of having this, um, I don't know, be being a little more vulnerable. When I started writing her, I realized that she'd been through so much and she'd come out the other side. That this was, you know, you, you're writing someone who's like more like a, a John Wayne, you know, she, 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 she's, um, or, or, you know, um, like, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you're not starting off with the first Indiana Jones story where he's just a kid on the train getting caught with the idol for the first time. Like he's, you know, when he, when you start Raiders of the Lost Ark, like this is a guy who's been on seventeen thousand of these missions. He's already faced all of these obstacles and he's doing it again, and it makes him hard and crusty and a little cynical. Like I, I didn't know there was that much about her, and I thought that was so cool. Um, like I make I make there's there's a point in this in the second issue where she gets attacked by someone who. um uh uh is mad at superman. Superman messed up his family threw his brother in jail and he sees Supergirl randomly on a planet He's like, Okay, well I have to kill you to revenge to avenge myself. And she of course, you know, kicks the guy's ass, spoilers, you know. And <laughs> And the the narrator of the story, Ruthie's the narrator, she, she's, like, she's like, this happened constantly throughout our whole journey. I'm just going to skip this because she had to live with this every single day. So you just add this narrative and, and wherever we went, there was always someone who was trying to kill her for something her cousin did because they always saw her as sort of the soft underbelly. And she goes, and there's nothing about her that's soft. Like, you know, like, that's like, gay. yeah, so like, that, that's, that's the kind Like she's, that's her every day is encountering this stuff.
0: That's very, very cool. So um, I guess as we wrap up our, our questions here, uh, what do you hope I know this is a big question. Uh, so sorry if it's uh, too big. But what do you hope that uh, if you could look into, you know, 10, ten 5, 10 years from now, like, what do you hope that that your legacy and your your take on the character will do for the character of Supergirl? What What kind of legacy do you hope you'll you'll leave with the character?
2: When, when I first, you know, I, I'm famous for writing 12-issue series, like, a, um, that's what Mr. Miracle was. And, and when Supergirl started, I was like, oh, so we'll do 12 issues. And they said, no, 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 nobody actually buys Supergirl. We can only do eight because the, the sales always drop off. And so my I really want my legacy to be for the next person who gets this, for them to be like, I want to write. Of course, we need a Supergirl book on the stands. We always need a Supergirl book on the stands. She's a she's a character from DC who... um. Talks to generations of women and men, and 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 just as just as we always have a Batman book, we always should have a Supergirl book. That's that's the hope.
0: That is a great hope, and we hope that that will continue uh, as well. So, uh, if anybody is interested in reading the book, it comes out next week. Uh, Super Oh my goodness. Oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so next week you'll be able to pick it up uh, and uh, I've already got it on my pull list in my local comic book shop and we'll uh, also be doing it uh, digitally because uh, sometimes it's nice uh, to be able to do the the guided view and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah. we will we will we will be uh, collecting it. So we encourage everybody to go out and uh, pick it up when it is released starting next week. Uh, And Tom, uh, do you have a few minutes to play a little game that we like to play uh, here on Supergirl Radio called Snap Judgments? Yes. So we'll have a little intro to sort of explain the rules and then we'll come back and we'll make some really hard hitting decisions that is that are gonna change your life. Uh, so we'll be right back. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary.
2: I'm already scared
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, oh, for our <laughs> first, uh, of course, of course, this is the moment that my cat wants to come visit. <laughs> he likes to come at least once per live airing of this show just to make his presence known. It's make always sure eager. His- It's always been his audiences is is standing by. I'm
2: a star. I need to be on camera. Exactly.
1: He's like, how dare you try to take this from me? He always (laughs) stops directly in front of the camera, usually with his butt. And then I just have to do this (laughs) every time, every time. He he's he's like a third host of Supergirl Radio. I, like, right? I watched him as he walked up while you played that segment. <laughs> I was like, "Don't you do it? Don't you do it?" <laughs> His tails in the air. He's like, I'm <laughs> um, so but so for our first snap judgment, which would you prefer: typing on a keyboard or typing on a typewriter?
2: Key- Michael, Key- who goes first? Oh yeah,
0: you go. You go yeah. first, and then we'll we'll kind of go around the room. But uh, you get first
2: choice. Keyboard. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm definitely t- uh, doing keyboard. Oh, 100% keyboard. I have, like, an old typewriter, <laughs> like, for, for, like, decoration. It's an affectation. I'm not using that thing. <laughs> it's hard to push down the keys sometimes. No, I don't want
2: to. It's hard wanna... to push down the keys. <laughs> that. When, that? when I was, like, in, oh, I'm so old. When I was, like, in elementary school, we had typewriters, and it was horrible. There was a terrible era in our history, and we should forget it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you and you can't undo. Yo, you, you exactly.
1: gotta. It's gotta have that. What was it? The stuff in that, like the that you uh, the whiteout oh yeah, yeah, stuff, the white right? Out, yes. Yeah, yeah so. you're like, oops. <laughs> and it's not the same. They tried to make it so that it looked like you. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not the same. You always know. You're like, oh, so, somebody <laughs> doesn't know how to spell, huh? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't need people to know how often I misspell words.
2: So. <laughs> A spell check stays me every time.
1: Seriously. Okay. Which of these Stephen King film adaptations uh with writers as main characters is more horrifying? The Shining or Misery?
2: Misery, oh my goodness. Yeah, The Shining, whatever. Wander in the Snow. No problem. <laughs> Misery? You some crazy person breaking your legs with books? No. Run.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i recently watched misery and it was intense i didn't i'd only seen clips before but watching the whole thing and she i think she's probably i don't know if if this is the way writers feel but i would imagine as writers like that's your nightmare for like some intense fan to like basically kidnap you and strap you to a bed and break both of your feet uh to force you to write a story. <laughs> that seems like a right. writer's nightmare. <laughs>
2: That's at least, at least uh, in, in, in the shiny, he's on vacation on a little bit. You know, he has time. <laughs> he can go to the bar, you know, he can take his, I uh, bu- uh, can go get some meat. But in, in misery, like he has to do his job at the end of it. He's being forced to work. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> Where's the procrastination
0: time in that <laughs> one? I don't know. And she even, uh, I think she makes, she forces him to burn his book. Like he wrote a book no. and then she forces him <laughs> to burn it. It's awful.
1: Oh, she was so, she was so mean to him. That sounds like an, na- I've actually never seen misery. Um, so, I, that, I was gonna go with The Shining, but that all sounds terrible. I don't want to. I don't want to have to do work and then have somebody undo it for me. No, thank you. <laughs> you should watch it. It's actually a great film. Um, okay, which of these DC comic characters from the Supergirl TV series would you rather write a story about if you could, uh, Snapper Carr or Andrea Rojas, uh, aka Akrata.
2: Oh, Snapper car, but I'm old, so. That's- <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, Snapper was cool, man. He was in the Justice League. He was like the yeah. one guy without powers. You're like, I want to be Snapper before he could teleport with him, which i always thought was dumb. I was like,
0: <gasps> Yes! He can
1: teleport by Snap. Yes. Nobody <laughs> knows that. Nobody no, that's the that latest
2: Snap. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I would, I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Snapper Car because he was the guy who got to hang out with superheroes. So yeah, oh, I, I, I'd write a Snapper series.
0: Uh, nice. Yes, uh, we're, we're, we love Snapper Car here on Supergirl Radio. <laughs> no, we we love Andrea Rojas, you know, aka Ak- Akraada as well. But Snapper Car, I mean, he he has this really uh, amazing comic book history where he starts out as a sidekick uh, of the Justice League and then he becomes a villain named Starzar and he betrays the Justice League, and then he becomes a leader of his own team, and he has... Teleportation
1: powers—he's the cra- hes hes but, one of the, but, the craziest characters. But then we d- so we did a character spotlight at one point on Snapper Car, and I had never—I mm-hmm. didn't know anything about him. And mm-hmm. so as we're going along, he becomes a villain. I was like, oh my god, Snapper twist! But then, <laughs> but, but then he loses his hands, and then I like screamed. And then he gets <laughs> robot hands, and so I was like, well, that's it. I love this character. <laughs> Anytime you get robot hands in the mix, I'm—I'm I'm right there with you. I, I'm sure
0: there are Andrea Rojas stories to tell, but if you ever want a snapper car pitch, we
1: we might be able to help you we, out. With we, we've got gotcha.
2: you. <laughs> We're in. We, we just made something here. We made ours.
1: <laughs> Uh Yeah. Okay, so the last question: uh, crypto or streaky?
2: Oh, I, I I was raised with cats. I love them in my heart. I'm also intensely allergic to them. I'm but so I'll go with the dog. Uh, yeah I, I thought i had hay fever growing up turns out it's to my poor little cat
0: oh no <laughs> isn't that the worst i love cats and i cannot be near them or i will die uh so so it's unfortunate in my case uh so i i might pick streaky though i love crypto but i you know i like streaky maybe because i can't uh, i would never be able to be near him <laughs> if he were if he were real so i'd pick streaky
1: it's it's tough because up until last year when I got cats, I was a total dog person. I was just like, Yeah, cats. But now I have cats and I feel like they would turn on me if I picked <laughs> crypto. They're always <laughs> listening is the thing, as we've <laughs> we've proven. So I have to pick Streaky. Just so, so you will my, not. Guys, face. I picked the cat. <laughs> just so you will
0: not Smart.
2: Face. Smart. Yeah, you don't want to have a misery moment with your cats. No. No, no. no. no they would
0: they, do
1: it. They would do it for sure. All right.
0: Well, We'll, we'll wrap up snap judgments. I'm glad we made all these really difficult decisions, uh, but we we made them when we got through it. So uh, we'll wrap up snap judgments and then uh, get out of here. No judgments on your snap judgments. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of uh, Supergirl Radio and for our chat with Tom King. Tom, thanks so much for giving some of your time with us tonight and talking about Supergirl. We're very excited about your series. and We can't wait to read it. So uh, tell tell the listeners how they can uh, keep in touch with you and how they can uh, order the book.
2: Um, you can get the book at your local comic book store um, or you can download it on your Kindle from Amazon or Comixology if you're on an iPad. And uh, and eventually it'll be on a trade, like a, a book you can buy in a bookstore um, in eight months or something like that. So any of those ways. And if you can you can if you want to follow me, I'm Tom King, TK. My name, my initials on Twitter.
0: Yes, yeah, so I have that somewhere here, so that uh, people need to see it. Also, his uh, information, uh, his links to everything. Tom King is in the video description, in case you want to go uh, check him out on Twitter and uh, check out the book on uh, DC Comics' website. Uh, so we're very excited. We hope the book does well. We will definitely be buying it up, and we encourage all of our listeners to do it and so, uh, support Supergirl comics, so that so that we can have more Supergirl comics in the future. Uh, so thank you, Tom, we them all for the time. <laughs> uh, we we. we we have we have a lot of podcasting to do, so really, it's just <laughs> content for the podcast is what it is. So, so, so we we need things to talk about, uh, but we also love the character of Supergirl, so we're excited to to read more Supergirl stories. All right, well, thank you, Tom, uh, for being with us again, and uh, we're gonna do some DC TV plugs and some Supergirl radio plugs, and then uh, we will uh, wrap up this live stream. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and wired TV podcast also has a t public store so if you're in need of new dctv related t-shirts tank tops sweatshirts onesies mugs notebooks pillows or stickers go to supergirlradio.com and click on the t public store link at the top of the page supergirl radio is part of the dctv podcast network so if you also like the flash legends of tomorrow black lightning Titans, Doom Patrol, Batwoman, Stargirl, Superman and Lois, and the upcoming Green Lantern, Justice League Dark, and Strange Adventure Shows, and DCTV After Dark. You can subscribe to the DCTV Podcast Mega Feed on Apple Podcasts. Follow at DCTV Podcasts on Twitter, And like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, or else, this has been a message from Hope, inhabiting the Flash Vessel, also known as New Rachel. I like that she threatens us. She's like she does. It's a little subscribe light, a little for light us. threatening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just uh right, right on par with uh Hope the AI. Uh that's definitely something she would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually <laughs> had a we actually had a hope mention and uh in our last uh, Legends of Tomorrow podcast recording, one of our one of our listeners wrote in and mentioned that Gideon was getting, which is the AI in and, and, uh, yes. Legends, was getting a little homicidal and like, what would happen if Gideon and and <laughs> Hope teamed up? And then I think Hope took over her computer and like the email like cut out and it was like it's Hope's turn now. So <laughs> so listen, listen. You want to be talking positively about Hope is the point.
0: <laughs> no good is going to come out of that uh, that's so funny uh well we we talked a little bit about crypto the super dog and a uh, super relationship with crypto so uh uh, since we uh, just heard about the DCTV podcast and uh, 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 T Public Store and how you can get some cool merch, uh, we have a uh, a little design there with crypto and Supergirl <laughs> and his uh, super uh, friends, the Crypto uh, the, Crew. The, the Crypto Crew, designed by the awesome Sarah Luber, aka Comicer Girl. So uh, we've got that in the DCTV TV podcast T Public Store, so you can get designs of that. Not just T shirts and get a maybe a mug if you want a mug or you know any any other kind of design that's in there. You can get. All kinds of things with that design. So definitely check out the T Public Store. The link is in the video description. Uh, so if you want to go uh, shop there, I, I've got to get get a couple things uh, for myself. Uh, so I'll be I'll be heading there uh, this month as well. Um, so we also I think need to uh, thank our Legion of Super Sponsors and our Patreon supporters for um, supporting the Supergirl Radio Patreon. Uh, So thank you to Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Agrout, Yvonne, Quinn, Jessica, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Ermgard, Miriam, Cherie, yeah, Sheree, Donna, Nicole, Lizeth, Deb, Susan, E.H., Naomi, and V. Brewster. Thank you for uh, supporting the podcast. I might need to make that font a little bigger. Um, <laughs> I might need to go <laughs> get my eyes checked uh, so, uh, so that I can uh, read that list. But thank you all for supporting us. If you would like to become a Supergirl Radio Patreon supporter, you can do so at Patreon.com slash supergirl radio and we have different uh monthly levels and it it gives you just a little extra supergirl radio you're gonna get your your regular supergirl radio you know hopefully once a week uh, is and uh and you'll get that for free and it'll be quality stuff but if you just want some extra stuff if you just want some you know uh, extra behind the scenes or uh, for extra, a little extra supergirl radio yeah uh, we you never know what we're gonna be talking about and uh so we also uh I think, this month we might need to do another film review oh uh, yeah um, so we oh. uh we might need to be doing that the for the quarter our, uh, is
1: coming to a close yes Q- q2 is closing <laughs> down and so it's time for us to. it's like it's like the earnings report only we're watching
0: <laughs> dc stuff so we'll have to figure out what we're going to watch uh, this month. Uh, but we had a lot of fun with Batman Mask of the Phantasm last time. So so who knows uh, what's going to go there. So if you want a little just extra Supergirl Radio, uh, make sure to uh, become one of our Supergirl Radio Patreon supporters. All right, let me get down into my doc here. Uh, what else do we <laughs> need to talk about,
1: uh, Morgan? Do you, you want to tell people about the uh, Flat Supergirl? Caucus? I think we need to talk about Flat Supergirl. She's she's pretty cool. She's getting out and about. She's seeing the world. And if you want to help. Flat Supergirl, see the world. Um, you should download and print the Flat Supergirl image, which you can find in the video description of this live stream, in the show notes of the audio podcast, or at the right hand side of SupergirlRadio.com. Cut out Supergirl and then you attach her with some tape or some glue to a popsicle stick, a pen, a pencil, really whatever you want. And then take a creative picture with Flat Supergirl. It can be a selfie. It doesn't have to be. You could take her. You can take her on the road with you. Road Road trip with flat supergirl you can take <laughs> her on a vacation or you know anywhere that you want to go anywhere that you're going flat supergirl can go there too yeah, and then just just snap a quick pic and then once you have those pictures post as many as you like to twitter instagram or facebook and tag at supergirl radio and use the hashtag supergirl
0: adventures yeah your deadline is the Supergirl series finale whenever that's going to be so uh, a while <laughs> so you've got a while so you can just uh you know start taking pictures or or plan it out plan your per- perfect flat supergirl picture if you, if you uh want to use this time to really think about uh your photo shoot for flat supergirl uh but we we've in, been enjoying see where flat su- uh enjoying we've been enjoying Seeing where Flat Supergirl has been and what she's been up to. So please uh, continue to. Uh, send us your pictures and uh, maybe uh, we'll, we'll we'll pick one of them and send you some cool stuff by the end of it um, well you can uh, find me on a couple of places on social media if you want to uh, hang out and see the pictures that I'm taking you can go to Instagram and follow at the derby kid I post the occasional picture over there uh, I'm also uh, doing more things on my YouTube channel these days you can find that at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod uh, I have started uh, probably foolishly a a weekly live stream on sunday afternoons at 4 p- P.M. Eastern, uh, where I will be reading a review each week about uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice from one of the top critics of
1: Rotten Tomatoes who did not like the film. So I'll be going through. So just uh, getting right in there, just diving into the deep end. <laughs> yeah. Like, so here's a here's a movie I like, and here's a person who didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so it just it's just an exercise in uh, art criticism
0: and finding out what makes a good review and maybe uh, what doesn't and uh, what what these people. actually actually said because uh, uh, these reviews were basically used by Warner Brothers to uh, tank uh, Zack Snyder's films and uh, so I just kind of want to know what they say <laughs> what they said and see if that was worth doing uh, so it's it's been an adventure so far uh, this week uh, the review that we will be reading from The New Yorker uh, mentions a uh, I, I believe it's a French film a Francophonia. Uh, which means I think uh well, Francophone is French speaking. Uh mm-hmm. I sp- spoke uh, uh je, je parle le, le Francais un peu. Uh-huh. Uh I, I don't even know if I said that grammatically correct. I got all the words in there, uh, <laughs> but it might have been uh needing to be in different orders. Uh but uh so the review is very interesting because it talks about Batman v. Superman for maybe two paragraphs, and then it's just a review of Francophonia. Like it just Interesting, it just becomes a review of another film that has nothing mm. to do with Batman v Superman. So, we're gonna look that at that. It. That's a twist. Now, have you seen <laughs> the other film? I'm watching it currently, and you know what it's about. What it's, it's about, uh, it, it has French? a lot of people, it's French people, it's okay. uh, the Nazis occupying Paris. Uh, okay, I and see then, how and, that connects immediately. And then, <laughs> and then somehow there's like uh, a discussion about art and portraiture that the French like oh. to do a lot of portraits in their okay. art. Cool. Something something about the Louvre. Uh, there's a lot of voiceover. Uh, and there, there was something at the beginning about a ship captain. I, I haven't gotten to the end. I don't know where the ship captain comes into everything. Uh, But so this is this is going to be a real study. This one's really throwing me through for a loop trying to figure out what this has to do
1: with Batman v Superman. But it's from the New Yorker. So, you know, it's it's got to be, you know, smart. Uh, I I think that what you need to do is you need to get like make a New Yorker style cartoon for this. (laughs) <laughs> where it's like a picture of like a dog on a psychiatrist's couch but then underneath it's just like yabba dabba do, and like you're like I don't think that those two things what make is, any sense What does together. that have to do with anything? Um, yeah, exactly. I think you need a, your own New Yorker cartoon for this uh, for this video. Yeah, so if you want to see what
0: that's about uh, I'll be live. I'll be doing a live stream just like this on Sundays at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern so you can come and uh, hear the review. I'll, I'll read it aloud. We'll just have like a little reading time. A little story time. And uh, you can read it along with me if you want to. You can click on the link uh, and then watch uh, watch me read it to you if you don't want to uh, do that, if you don't want to do reading for yourself. Uh, but I encourage you to read it to, to just know that these, these reviews are real. Rebecca's not making them up. These are actual reviews written by actual uh, film critics. (laughs) (laughs) So I just I just want people to know that. Uh, So we're going to be doing that for about 38 weeks. And then I'll do a little wrap up video of my thoughts about the experience. And uh, that's going to be a real commitment. But we're doing it. We're in it now. I'm sorry. How many? How many weeks did you just <laughs> just say it was going to be? Was it so? Thirty-eight. I did a study of thirty-eight reviews of the negative Rotten Tomato Top Critics uh, reviews of Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. So I'm
1: going to That is a those. commitment. That's a time commitment. That's, that's like that's oh, almost a full year. So I we're going to say start. that's the better part of a year. And we're I only know this. I only know that because of the song "Seasons of Love." I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> How many minutes? <laughs> so uh,
0: I can't give you minutes, but it, it's almost 52 weeks, uh, which makes yeah. a year. So I, I do know that. So uh, if you want to be on that journey with me, uh, <laughs> subscribe to the DuckMillFrod YouTube channel. And we will uh, we, we will get through it together.
1: And definitely watch that French movie. That's going to help. <laughs> Your homework for this week is to watch Francophonia. The only place I could find it
0: was on YouTube. But it's only, it's only <laughs> 99 cents to rent. So it's, oh, a, it's I mean- a very affordable watch. That's a steal. Yeah. <laughs> so you definitely should watch it. <laughs> uh,
1: so Morgan, what, what are you up to this week? Oh, sure. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram I'm at MojoTastic. Um, and you can also find me as a host on uh, the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. We just had a, a pretty crazy episode uh, this week that involved – Animation, um, uh, a talking binder, a a wheel of cheese that becomes steel. So uh, I think this is definitely one of the ones that you might want to jump in on and (laughs) and hear hear our thoughts on. Uh, We also had a cat's... a uh, good friend and uh, co-creator of um, some of the projects she's working on, Phil, he hopped on to the podcast to talk to us about the episode, and we uh, and then we talked a little bit about their uh, their project that they're launching, um, which is the like father, like daughter haunting crossover, which you guys can and should support on uh, on Kickstarter. Um, they're very close to their goal, but. Who doesn't want? Uh, who doesn't want some cool comic stuff?
0: Well, will you send me that link so I can include it in the show notes? Okay, oh, yes, I want will. to uh, <laughs> want to uh, support cats all the time doing uh, kickstarters, and I she's can't, always successful. I just can't.
1: I just can't even keep up with her kick- Kickstarter. <laughs> the crazy thing is that she always gets it fully funded. And sometimes and most of the time, and then some. Um yeah, that's great. her Kickstarters are very, very popular. But this is a fun one, and it does connect to Supergirl. Oh. And here's how. When oh, Kat was uh, when Kat was uh, she sent us the script, so I got to read it ahead of time. So I was spoiled. Um, but, <laughs> but she's like, Oh, we're we're looking at artists, we're looking at this particular artist. And she sent me the their portfolio, their like Instagram, and I was like oh, it's super chorus pirates and what? indeed indeed, <laughs> the artist that she has on her book is uh is rafi and i can't remember her full name it's uh but she is on instagram and twitter and she has Put started a comic that has Supercore, but as pirates, one of my favorite things that has come <laughs> out of Supergirl, I'm going to be honest, and so I was like, <laughs> how did you get, I was like a starstruck, I was like, how did you get Supergirl's pirates to be the <laughs> artist on your book? And she is, uh she's very good, so I can't wait to get the actual Finished comic uh, with the art because the little bit I've seen of the the preview pages has been very strong. So I I, I do have to admit that Car and Lena's pirates that it right? is well, it is well done. I I I kind of was like, did she sneak in any like? <laughs> are they in the background as pirates? <laughs> it is a Halloween themed <laughs> issue, so they could totally be back there swashbuckling. <laughs> that is so funny. I guess
0: I guess we 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 like Supergirl stories where a Supergirl. Put in uh, in uh, different situations:
1: Pir- pirates on the high seas, pirates. space westerns. We're we're into it. We're into it. As as long as it's focused on Supergirl, we're we're there. <laughs> I,
0: I I will take that journey with you as long as it's it's a story about Supergirl. That's really all uh, all I need uh, personally um okay so i guess that's gonna do it for this episode of a supergirl radio and our chat with tom king uh but until next time i'm still rebecca johnson and i'm still morgan glennon and we hope everybody will go out and support uh tom king's book and check it out uh supergirl woman of tomorrow uh out next week (laughs) buy it next week check it out support it so we can get uh some more supergirl comics I think the CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl
1: Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? <laughs> is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, <laughs> they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luthor boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a
0: boss in this coat. <laughs>